OMG, I am using a new skincare system that I absolutely love. People say puffiness and bags under the eyes are the hardest things to get rid of. Until now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Due to new technology, Genucel is an incredibly powerful natural serum, and with its instant effects, it's guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. That's right. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. You can try Genucel right now absolutely risk-free. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Enter that special promo code Stephanie for an extra 10% off. Order now and get the legendary Genucel XV face cream absolutely free just for trying Genucel today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results, or your money back. That's lovegenucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, almost fully vaccinated in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Greg Oliar. He's so easy. He's easy like Sunday morning, and that's what I needed. Easy. (laughs) You know, I always try to keep these intros short. So I do have a new tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free. And with a much shorter intro, I'll get to that in a minute. But the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners. It's woman-run, and it is patrons who keep the show going. So I am grateful for each and every one of you. But if you enjoy today's show, just take a look at the About page. Check out some of the past guests I've interviewed, all kinds of political people. Occasionally, I interview actors about their craft because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, although this week has just been all over the map. (laughs) But next week, it is back to Mondays and Wednesdays, and they are followed up by What's Up, which is a show just me solo, talking about whatever I feel like talking about, kind of like my diary, online diary. And then once a month, I do a patrons only show with a guest. So again, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can see all of the different tiers and options. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description of my show. I always include my email and you can use that in PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, the Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, if you like the show, please give me a good rating and review. I could always use it. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Greg Oliar. Welcome back to the show, Greg. How are you? I'm good. And I, as I said in my intro, you're easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> okay, that's good, I guess. Yeah. No, it's really good because <laughs> the last two weeks, I've, uh, as my listeners well know, I was taking care of my mom. She had hip surgery and everything went great. Um, and then my father basically had a heart attack in the middle of all this. And he had to have three stents put, on, put in. And then uh, he also had to have a pacemaker. And today I spoke with him and he feels really good. So thank God he almost died. He had a blood clot in his heart. And they found it in time. So uh, so that was kind of crazy. And then yesterday I went to go do my show and it was it just didn't it didn't happen. And so I had already asked you to, to be on today's show. But it was like the reason I asked you because you, you were here not too long ago. But the reason I asked you is because you're so easy. You're like my mashed potato, easy like Sunday morning guest that I just love because you're just so filled with information and everyone loves you. <laughs> um, I shall try to. I, I, I'm so sorry about your, your parents. My God. What I know. a terrible couple of days. Yeah. Jeez. It was, it was kind of hard. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm grateful. Everybody's good. So, um, and you know, it used to be when I would call my mom before she had her surgery, every single day I would call her and I'd be like, how are you? Oh my God, I'm in pain. And so now I called her and she's like, hi. And she's just like chipper. It's so nice. Anyway, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least it worked, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful. Okay, so first of all, I mean, there's there's all kinds of news, and I definitely want to get into your Tinker Taylor mobster Trump because you're you're saying that uh, it certainly looks like Trump is a confidential informant, and it's like holy shit, I want to talk about that. But I do want to kind of just go over some of the latest news, which was. Last night, it uh, was made uh, public that it is now a, I think it was in it, it's New York, the NYAG is investigating the Trump Corporation, and it is now a criminal probe. So, what do you take from that? The Trump Organization is a criminal organization? Oh, no. I can't (laughs) believe it. Say it's not so. I never would have suspected that in a million years. I mean, this stuff, good is my first thing. I think Jill Weinbank said on one of the networks the other day that she thought that Trump was going to get indicted in the state of New York. So for this, for this kind in in this investigation, in this probe, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. I hope that happens. I mean, when the New York Times ran that extensive look into his taxes mm-hmm. and the money that he was getting from Fred and all the shenanigans that they were pulling to avoid um, reporting real values of properties and setting up, you know, dummy corporations to avoid this and that and, and funnel money here and there. That's like a blueprint of a lot of crimes that are mm-hmm. ongoing and have been ongoing for a long time. So. It's insane to me that these people are not in jail already or at least indicted. I mean, it's fucking obvious. It's all there. I don't know what else we need. We've had this all. It's it's staring us in the face. And yes, arrest these people. They're criminals. That's what they are. They're criminals. I did hear Ivanka's name. I saw that on Twitter. That She's in the crosshairs now. Good. I think it has to do with those the payments made to her. for consulting or whatever it was. So yeah, that'll be interesting. And I imagine that all the children are implicated in it, but I think there's, you know, there's always that fear and you're, you're going to hear people voicing the fear that, Oh, well, they're wealthy and they're, you know, powerful ex president types don't get arrested. So I think we've talked about this. This is unprecedented, unprecedented, whatever, whatever (laughs) term you want to use, but, there is criminality, and if we turn our back on criminality, as we've discussed, it just undermines the rule of law for yeah. everybody. When a scumbag piece of shit like a Donald John Trump or a Jared Kushner or one of these uh, people, these scumbags, doesn't pay their taxes and cheats on this and cheats on that and nothing happens, mm-hmm. it just sends the message that, well, why should I do anything, yeah. you know? It undermines the rule of law. It destroys morale. It's bad for the country, period. Full stop. So in a Greek tragic sort of way, did you watch Breaking Bad? Were you a Breaking Bad person? Totally, yes. So the first episode of Breaking Bad, and for people listening that don't know, Breaking Bad is about Walter White, who at age 50, after being diagnosed with cancer, he's a high school chemistry teacher, decides to start making meth in order to get money to make sure his family is taken care of when he dies. That's that's you find that out in the first 10 minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. And in the pilot, you know that he's doing this 
and you know that his brother-in-law works for the DEA. <laughs> so right off the bat, in the pilot episode, they have these two ships that they've launched in the sea, and you know at some point yeah. in the damn show, they have to intersect, yeah. right? <laughs> the analogy here is, okay, Ivana, if, not Ivana, Ivana, actually that <laughs> is her real name, Ivana. Ivanka Trump is married to Kushner, and her father is Trump. Those are the two ships in the sea that are on a collision course. So what's going to happen? Who's going to flip on whom? Wow. You know, who's going to rat out who? Who's going to survive that mess? And which way is Ivanka going to go? Is she going to choose her daddy yeah. or her hubby? Wow. The, this is like the Breaking Bad thing, right? That's always, always been this way. I thought, you know, this, this has been obvious from five years ago that this is how this is going to shake out eventually. So we'll see if we get there. We'll see if this extended, you know, sixth season of uh, Trump criminality, <laughs> we finally get to the point where Ivanka is like, uh oh, I have to choose now. That's what I'm waiting for. So what about the IK okay, here? Here I've got a gloom and doom perspective for you to weigh in on the idea that Trump will uh, do everything he can to make these criminal probes last as long as they possibly can. So like he could run while this is going on and then like the goal would be that he would win and then he could pardon himself. Um, I don't think that he's going to be able to do that. I don't know that any, it, it's one thing if you're in a lawsuit, I think if somebody is suing you, mm -hmm. maybe you can throw money at lawyers to, to make it continue. But something like this, that's criminal in mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they're going to, you know, respond favorably in the court system to, and I'm not a lawyer, so I mm -hmm. don't know, but it seems to me that it's a lot harder to kick the can down the road in a criminal uh, case than a civil one. That, that would be my take. That Trump is, how old is he? What is he, 74, something, 75? Yeah, something like that. Right? He's morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. He is a drug addict. He eats like shit. His brain is Swiss cheese at this point. <laughs> he killed however, whatever the estimates you want to go well over half a million Americans on his watch. He has no singular achievements at all. Yeah. The Republican Party is completely in disarray. He acts like a mob boss because that's the model that he saw growing up. In what reality do we think that this guy is going to fucking win? He lost the House. He lost the Senate. He lost the presidency. And if everything goes the way that we hope it will go, a lot of these people that cover for him are going to be indicted. Hmm. Why on earth would anyone think that running this asshole is a good idea? Well, why because he because he won. He won and why before. Why would he himself? That's I don't I don't believe any of that. Well, he, again, I'm going to be playing devil's advocate, but I think the reason why we could believe he won was because aside from Joe Biden, he got the highest amount of votes that you know any anybody running got, and then he won he won in 2016. And I mean, I could just take my family member who's a MAGA. My mom had a conversation with this person the other day, and wanted to see how far down the rabbit hole they were. They're all the way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like, I know that, that this person represents not, you know, the majority. It's definitely um, his base. And I don't, you know, I, I don't know the numbers of the percentage of Republicans and then the percentage of, like, full-on MAGA supporters. But I think, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm always going to play that devil's advocate just because I was blindsided by Trump's win. I was absolutely positive that when that pussy grabbing tape came out that that was it that he was toast no 
<laughs> and so, and I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just, you know, I ha- I'm taking the approach of we have to, as voters, as Americans, whatever, protect democracy. And right now it is under assault. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned about what's happening to Trump. But at the same time, I say this, too, on the other hand. I say that right now, I think if we were in the middle, if we were going into a general election and Trump said, I'm going to run again, I would be nervous because I don't, you know, especially if he's going to run, like, I don't know if Joe Biden said he was going to run again, and maybe he will, but maybe he won't. If he's running against Kamala Harris, that would kind of concern me. Even if he was running against Elizabeth Warren, there's there's very few people that I would feel really confident in the Democratic Party about if somebody like Trump is running, because for some weird reason, he's got this charisma. I don't know. He's got this thing. He's got this hold over everybody. Not everybody, but everybody in his base and, you know, and and the Republican Party. And so that's kind of like I I think about, you know, if it's not Trump, then it then it's going to be somebody. And I want to get to this in a second. Ron DeSantis, like maybe it's I think were you the one who were saying that it was you thought Ron DeSantis would be the candidate? I'm hoping that Liz Cheney is the candidate. Oh, right. Yes. Ron DeSantis, barring as things stand right now, he's going to be the guy. Yes. Okay. And then I want to get to the Matt Gates thing in a second because there could possibly be issues there. But so but do you but don't you think that then Ron DeSantis would have a decent shot at winning? Well, I mean, this is so far in the future that I we know. don't know what's going to happen. It's three and a half <laughs> years in the future. So Ron DeSantis may very well be in prison this time next right, year. Right, if he's right. wrapped up in this, in this mess over there. So. But let's get back to the to the Trump thing. First of all, the election of 2016, which Trump won. Mm -hmm. okay, he won because it was just a perfect storm of stuff. Yes, it was there. Hillary Clinton. I love Hillary as a candidate Mm -hmm. was the subject of what, 35 years of intense right wing propaganda Mm -hmm. against her. What she said that what what did she say about it? It it was the right wing conspiracy. That's absolutely true. They have been at her since 93 when she rolled out the really good health care plan. Right. They identified her as a threat, and they've been attacking her since then. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff that she brought into it, it wasn't – then there was the New York Times, oh, no, there's no ties to Russia bullshit, for which the two journalists that wrote that and, and anybody involved with that should, I hope, have resigned from journalism forever. Yeah. If not, if not gone off on a desert island in shame <laughs> for the rest of their fucking lives. Just, just an – just a, a failure, a negligent failure. It's a, a Chernobyl level failure right. of journalism. Okay, by the Times, so like enough that they should just fucking break up the whole goddamn thing. And you have Jim Comey. Hey, let's tell everybody about the fucking laptop that we found. Yeah. But not about the fact that we're investigating this asshole for national security concerns. I don't believe. I think that that was insane. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I know the Glomar this and national security and this. Fuck you. Fuck you with your national security. <laughs> you needed to tell us that the guy was being under investigation credibly for collusion or coordination or whatever word you want to use with the yeah. goddamn hostile foreign power that's been our enemy for the last 75 fucking years. Yeah. That kind of is important. And he sat on that shit. And mm-hmm. He's got to live with that, too. Yeah. Anyway, you have all of that stuff that went into that election, which Trump barely won. Mm-hmm. OK, also the data that they stole and went and gave to Russian intelligence and God knows what they did in those swing states. Yeah, right. The all, you know, with Cambridge Analytica, all mm-hmm. this stuff. And we still almost won. 
The reason that I think they couldn't unleash the 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 shit on Trump this time, when when I mean they, I mean Department of Justice, I mean the, the intelligence community and and stuff like that, is because he's in charge. He was the incumbent president. He was able to um, cover up or, or put the kibosh on a lot of this stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. He's not the president anymore. He's just the guy, just like me, just like you. He's just a regular person yeah. now. And if he runs again, if he really runs again, I would like to think that the people in the intelligence community and the people at the Department of Justice who know the shit that he's been Mm -hmm, up to mm -hmm. and the number of times that he's cooperated with law enforcement to put away bigger fish, that they're not going to sit on their hands again and let this fucking asshole run again and game the system again. I would like to think that we're smart enough that we're not going to make that goddamn mistake. So I'm not worried about him at all. Wow. Interesting. So and so you want it to be if, you know, Liz Cheney. Now, how likely do you think that would be that Liz it, Cheney look, would be the candidate? It depends on and we've talked about this before. I think I can't remember what we talked about. But but <laughs> I, it, it depends on where the GOP is going to fall. Yeah. Right now, it is trending towards Trump slash tyranny. Mm-hmm. That's where it's trending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a very Orwellian attack on truth. Gaslighting to the I, I joke GOP stands for gaslighters on parade, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. just fucking lying. They're lying yeah. in in a concentrated, seditious fashion. The politicians are doing it. The Sean Hannitys and Tucker Carlson's are doing it. It's 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 a it's an attempt at an authoritarian takeover of this country. It's fucking sedition. Yeah, it is flat out in my opinion, and it's horrible. So, do people really want that? I get why. Rank and fight like just people that don't pay much attention. Okay, yeah, I, I'm a Republican because my parents are Republicans. Mm-hmm. This or that. I get why those people are reluctant to jump ship here, mm-hmm. but that's what's happening right now. So what Liz Cheney is trying to do is to say, no, that stuff is bad. We're the Republican Party of of uh, fiscal responsibility <laughs> and 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 wars in the Middle East <laughs> and oil and and you know subjugating women so that they can't have abortion. <laughs> That's the Republican Party we know and love. Join me. So, you know, and I don't like any of those things, but right. if, it, as long as it's based in rule of law, yeah. I'm on board, right. right? And there's there is already a schism in the party. I think Liz Cheney knows what she's doing. I yeah. think she's right into the intelligence stuff. Yeah. I think she knew all this shit was going to happen. It's funny that Matt Gates is the guy that picked the fight with her, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I somebody had that meme or it was her picture like in his and it was like fucked around, found out. Okay. So maybe she knows something. Hmm. She's not some she is also, you know, she's uniquely situated to not pay any attention to Trump. She has her own backers. Mm-hmm. People know who she is. She has her own dark bunny, her own all mm-hmm. of them, you know. It's a it's a different kind of evil, mm-hmm. but it's still uh, it's based in rule of law. Right. It's based in, you know, this and that. So, um, yes, her father is, and I've said this before, I've made the joke before, I'm going to make it again. Yes, her father is Vader. You know who else's father was Darth Vader? Princess fucking Leia, okay? <laughs> it, that, that's where the source of the power comes from, yeah. her dad. That's just right. how it goes. In World War II, when Stalin was like, hey, I'm going to help you guys fight Hitler, we weren't like, no, Stalin, fuck off. <laughs> we were like, great, fight Hitler, please. Right. So I, that's that's where Liz Cheney fits. It's yeah. not, I don't think she's heroic. I think no. this is very cynical. 
I think that she is reading the tea leaves and yeah. the, no, this is not sustainable. And when that faction crashes and burns, which hopefully it will, I think that it will, we'll see. I'm talking about the Marjorie Taylor dipshit, Matt <laughs> Gates, you know, pedophile insurrectionist yeah. QAnon faction. Right. When that crashes and burns, who's left? Liz Cheney, maybe Mitt, maybe a Ben Sass. Like, not there's not many people left. So she will be like, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. She's a woman. She's young-ish mm-hmm. running for president. She's a perfect candidate, yeah. honestly. So that would be, if I were in charge of the Republicans, I would absolutely be running her. But, but you know, I'm not because I'm not an evil <laughs> fuck. So do, do, you do, think, do you think that... Um... Okay, she made that comment that she was going to do everything she could to keep Donald Trump from ever being president again. And she's basically declor- like declaring war on the party. Now, do you think that, be- that what will happen is there will be this tear and then it's going to split the party so that it makes it easier for Democrats to win? Yes. I mean, in the short term, hopefully, yes. That doesn't mean we can complacent obviously but this has happened before in u.s history this is now what if if she manages to wrest control of the republican party and i don't know if she can i don't know if she has the votes or the whatever the the juice to do that but if something happens in the next year and and kevin mccarthy winds up in prison Mm -hmm. or devin nunez winds up in prison which they may i don't know yeah you know probably not but it's not it's not like they haven't broken laws here yeah uh then, like I said, she stands alone and, and maybe the, the schism won't happen, but mm-hmm. she could form her own party with all the disaffected Republicans mm-hmm. or just run in the primary and then take those people out, in which case Trump might start his own party, which he was making uh, noises about doing a few months ago. That's the thing that has happened before when Teddy Roosevelt did it. Teddy Roosevelt lost the Republican Party uh, nomination in whatever the heck year that was, 18, I think, six, 12, I can't remember the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he formed his own party called the Bull Moose Party. And that split votes, and that's why Woodrow Wilson got elected, hmm. because there were basically, a, there was a, a viable, he was like the Ross Perot of that yeah. election cycle. So, you know, that could very well happen again with Trump, with Trump, I think, forming his own party. I don't think Liz Cheney's going to form her own party. Right. So, no, but who, who, you know, who knows? There's so many things that could drop. I mean, one indictment and the whole domino you know, falls down. <laughs> and again, this Matt Gates thing, we haven't really seen it yet. What's, what's going to come out of that. But if that, if that is um, as contagious as COVID-19, then <laughs> those, those people are in trouble. Now, do because... you think, do you think, what do you think is going to happen, especially with Roger Stone and Ron DeSantis? Because there's all those photographs of them together. And what's his name? Greenberg? Is that the guy's name? Said, yeah. Yeah. He said he was going to name people. So I know, uh, what's his name? Glenn Kirshner is thinking maybe those two are going to be part of whoever he's talking about. Well, I'm not, I'm not an attorney. So I, I go with, I would say, listen to Glenn. <laughs> In general, I would say, listen to Glenn. But right. As I understand it, he had 33 counts against him, and it was yeah. reduced to six, six because he is cooperating with the government. Yeah. So what that means is that he's he's given them people. And uh, I don't like necessarily the idea of, oh, here's this person in a picture with this person. Right. Therefore, they're guilty. I don't I, I, I always struggle with that because politicians take pictures of people all the exactly. time. Exactly. And yeah. 
it's just something that happens, you know, I, just because they have a picture together doesn't mean that they're hanging out. Although I think in the case of those guys, they are friends and they were. Hanging yes. Out. The, the chances that Roger Stone is not involved in some <laughs> kind of illicit, like kinky sex stuff that's happening right. in Florida approaches zero. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, you know, we need a micrometer to measure it. But uh, and that would be great because he's a traitor and he should be in prison yes. for the rest of his life for what he did with the Trump stuff and the Russia stuff. And if we winds up going to prison for this, great. Just get him out there. Get him in. Get him in jail. That's where he belongs. Did you see Get Me Roger Stone? I did not. I did not see. You gotta see it. And it just I mean, it basically you already know a lot of this stuff, but it just spells it out. And. I think it's what's like Manafort, uh, Black and Stone, or I can't remember who the third guy was. But it yeah, really Black, just yeah. goes, yeah, it goes over all of the betrayal for decades. And, it, you know, I mean, I remember I was afraid to watch it at first just because I thought and it was during the Trump presidency. So it was like, I don't know if I can take this. But I did watch it. And it's like, oh, my God, this fucking guy has been working against the United States. And so has Paul Manafort for so long. And it's so blatant, and they've been just getting away with shit. And it, it I highly recommend it. it. It, it really. I mean, I'm sure you know a lot of this stuff already, but it's very detailed and it's worth a watch. But I also just want to ask you, as far as the Republican Party, okay, like for instance, we saw Kevin McCarthy and we saw Mitch McConnell right after the insurrection, basically saying that it was an insurrection, and now they don't want to have an investigation into the insurrection. And, you know, I keep hearing people, talking heads, MSNBC, etc., saying that Trump owns the Republican Party. What is it? Whether, you know, does he, does he blackmail people? What is it about Trump? What is it about the party that keeps them loyal to Trump? I don't know that it's loyalty to him necessarily. I don't think that Trump is a, is, 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 has free will. You know, mm -hmm. I think that he can leverage certain things, but I think he is working for other people. He is owned. He's not the king of anything. Uh, who owns him? You know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the body language of him and Putin, mm -hmm. it's Putin. pretty clear who, who the boss is in that yes. little uh, duo. Uh, you know, one of them is is uh, Zed and one of them is the Gimp. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just how it goes. So, um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what they have on these people, but the ones that are bad, it's they're, I, you know, my Twitter tagline now for years has been the traitors are easy to spot. And they really are mm -hmm. because the Republicans that turn, that's how you can tell. If somebody comes out like a Lindsey Graham and says, I think Trump is horrible. And if we nominate him, it's going to ruin the party and we will deserve it. And then he, they, he goes golfing with the guy right. and then comes out of the golf course like, Trump is the greatest. <laughs> well, why do you think that now, Linz? Right. <laughs> what does he have on you? You know, I, it's like that with Lindsey Graham. Yeah. It's like that with Ted Cruz. Yes. Ron Johnson went to Moscow and came back and has been spewing Russian propaganda since he got back from Moscow, um, accelerating now. Uh, you know, the, it, well, who's the other one? Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. um, bosom friend of Russia, Rand Paul, mm -hmm. who even John McCain accused of working for Vladimir Putin on the floor of the Senate. Wow. So, um, wow. yeah, th these guys are, are in it. I mean, and I don't know, maybe it's an election fuckery thing. Yeah. Maybe they helped them win and then told them after. And then what are you going to do? Like that's, wow. I don't, I don't like to get right. conspiracy theory ish, but yeah. that would be something that would do it. 
Yeah. If you want, if you won an election in a in a uh, a close, uh, you know, a purple district, and then you're doing the job for a year, and you come to find out that you actually lost, and you yeah. only won because of uh, some kind of fuckery. That's interesting. That yeah. was uh, engineered by Trump's people and hostile foreign governments. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to come out and say, "Hey, guys, guess what? I I have to resign now because yeah. I found this out," or are you going to just play ball? Hmm. You know, and a lot of these people are they're power mad scumbags mm-hmm. like Elise Stefanik. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She's she's just there for the power. She doesn't care. She she's one that completely reversed polarity. She used to be relatively sane mm-hmm. and decided either because they have something on her or I think actually because she perceived that that's where the power was that if she was with these guys, she could advance faster, which has happened. Mm-hmm. Now she's replaced Liz Cheney in the leadership. She came into the thing, saw them all drowning in quicksand and cannonballed into the quicksand. That's what she did, Elise Stefanik. So, you know, these are dangerous people. They do not care about America. They do not care about the American people. They only care about themselves and enriching themselves. They care about power and money, and that's it. How are you feeling as far as, you know, I'm always asking everybody this question, but, like, how are you feeling as far as confidence goes in, in our democracy? Especially as we're, you know, I mean, okay, because like every year or it just always seems like it's an election season all the time now. And I know that it's not. And I know that we still have a a while to go before 2022. But there's this fear that Democrats are going to lose the House. And because, you know, last, you know, or or, or, uh, precedents have usually been that when the one, you know, party gets in power, the midterms show that the opposition wins. How are you feeling? Because it's not a typical year. It's not a typical situation. I think that domestically Biden has been just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're having real problems figuring out ways to attack him. Whatever yeah. they've tried has not worked. I think people generally like him. Obviously there's some, you know, percentage of MAGA rabbit hole idiots right. that think that Hunter Biden's laptop is the key to the universe and all the <laughs> child porn that exists in all the world is there or whatever whatever the fuck it is that these idiots believe. But the reality is that he's come in, he's cleaned up the mess, he got the vaccines in the arms. I live in New York. I can go outside now because I'm double vaxxed without a mask on. Um, it's great. Mm-hmm. And we have Joe to thank for that because Trump fucked it up Yes, on purpose. He and Kushner and Pence, the three of them, they were in charge. They fucked it up and they did it to make money and they did it for political calculations that wound up being wrong. Biden came in and immediately cleaned up the mess. When he started, he said, end of July. I said, if he says end of July, he really means end of May. And it was really end of what, April, early, early April. And this stuff was already going. Okay. He passed the uh, American Rescue Bill, which is an enormous thing Mm -hmm. that we've barely even seen yet. They're going to do this infrastructure thing. If they can figure out a way to fix the voting rights. Right. Okay which is a big if because they have to play mansion and yes. the other wackadoodle there in Arizona. They have to figure out how to get these guys on board here. If they can figure out and manage that, those are some enormous successes. Mm-hmm. So if you're an average American and you don't pay attention that much, what you've observed is, okay, Trump four years, I was kind of sick of him. I remember Joe Walsh, your friend, tweeting this two years ago. Trump will lose because people are sick of him which I think right. ultimately is true. People yeah. are sick of that guy, okay? He was a loudmouth. He was a jerk. 
And what did he do for us that was so great? Mm -hmm. I remember the last year of Trump being there, I couldn't leave my house. There was no toilet paper, right. and I had to wear a rag around my head. <laughs> so, and then Biden comes in, and we get all this money, and now we don't have to have that anymore. And all of a sudden, there's all these new jobs, and I have broadband now. Like what's and, and also Joe, I like Joe. Look at him; he's riding this pickup truck. He looks happy. Right. I like Joe. So, like, who's voting against that? Who's looking at this in any even remotely objective way and thinking, oh, we were better off with the former guy? Like, no one, you know? Um, Biden is not, at least as I can tell, I don't think he's somebody that people look at and see progressive Democrat guy. No. You know? I think that people look at him and they just see that he's honest and, and, and cares. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way. So, um, from that standpoint, I'm very happy with him. Mm -hmm. Now, foreign policy wise that's another matter yeah he has not fucking hit putin hard enough and that's gonna right. bite us in the ass that is really gonna bite us in the ass hmm. and i can't stress this enough these guys these these dictator scumbags who invade other countries okay which is what putin did he yeah. went into ukraine ukraine in 1994 after the fall of the soviet union was its own independent republic ukraine had more Nuclear uh, missiles had a larger nuclear arsenal than any country on Earth except for Russia and the United States. Hmm. They had more nukes than China, France, and the U.K. put together. And they surrendered them. They gave them up as part of this agreement, okay? They gave them to Russia, and as part of the agreement, the U.S. and Russia and China and these other countries were going to watch their back. And they were going to basically defend Ukraine in the same way that we defend Japan um, after World War II. So what happens? Putin comes in, invades Crimea. I don't see any defense of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. They gave up their fucking nuclear arsenal, and their reward for that is this dictator coming in mm -hmm. and taking their land. You can't fucking do that. You can't do it. And the fact that that has been allowed to happen and stand, it's been eight years now, is an atrocity. Okay? We ha I, I don't like war. But yeah. when you're dealing with a madman right. like Putin is, you must practice deterrence. Yes. Winston Churchill has the quote, an appeaser is someone who feeds the crocodile, hoping that it will eat him last. <laughs> okay? Wow. We appeased Hitler, mm -hmm. World War II happened. Yes. When Saddam Hussein went into Kuwait, did we appease him? Fuck no. We uh, formed an alliance of... Um, you know, Western powers, NATO states, whatever. And we kicked his thieving ass the fuck out of there. <laughs> and then we didn't hear from him again. His territorial ambitions were quashed forever. That was the end of him uh, in terms of, of, of any imperial designs. And then Putin, he marches into the Crimea and we don't do anything. Yeah. Everybody's looking at this thinking, okay, nothing happened to him right why shouldn't i invade someone mm -hmm. and then it's, it's just madness and joe has not been uh strong enough frankly with with putin hmm. including with the thing that just happened with the colonial pipeline and i know they did something with those dark side people but it needs to be more the sanctions need to be more all of it obama was it was awful with russia mm -hmm. and um that was one of his failures and you know, I, I hope that Joe kind of wisens up here a little bit. Hmm. I know there's a lot on his plate domestically. But yes. We really need to to figure out what to do with those guys. Huh. Do you think that there's any possibility that 
he's kind of like waiting on stuff that might be coming out in any kind of uh, like lawsuit or something against Trump. I mean, I know most of the, the Trump stuff is about either his, you know, business or his taxes, but perhaps, I don't know, perhaps they're waiting for something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you think that that's a I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's just the way that, and I'm, I'm, by the way, my whole Ukraine spiel there it, it was taught to me by a man named Victor Rudd, who mm-hmm. I'm having on my podcast on Friday, uh, you know, Ukraine expert, um, and understands a lot about, you know, how that sort of stuff works mm-hmm. on, on, on that side of the world. I, the U S foreign policy has been such a, uh, you know, something happens, we respond to it. There, there just isn't a through line. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anything with Trump and foreign policy is going to come out. Maybe Deutsche Bank will find some way to figure out that, that he got money from Russia, but I don't even know how they're able to do that because of the way that the shell corporations work. It's so hard to trace money. It's so fucking hard. And, you know, we'll see, we'll have to see. Um, But Putin fucked with the election. Yes, he He did. Fucked with the election. He brought Hunter Biden into it. And I'd like to think that Joe knows this and Mm -hmm. and is going to, uh, you know, figure out a way to get him. Yeah. Another idea that, that Victor had, um, you know, you don't get him by military stuff. You mm-hmm. get him by doing the same thing to Russia that Russia is doing to us. Look at Russia. It's a it's a it's a country in chaos. They have a terrible ruler. Uh, Two thirds of the uh, some significant portion of the country don't have working toilets. <sighs> OK, uh, the alcoholism rate is super high. Mm-hmm. There's no industry beyond oil. It's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. There's people in the streets. Navalny is in prison. There's a lot of internal tension there. Yeah. And what we need to do is exacerbate those internal tensions and cause Russia to look inward rather than outward. Wow. That's what we need to do. That's what they do to us. Yeah. Why are we not doing the same thing to them? We're better at this shit. We invented the goddamn internet. <laughs> they Get need it. to hire you, Greg. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Now I want to get into your article, Tinker Taylor, Mobster Trump. So okay. I never, I, I didn't, hear about this until you i'm just going to read one paragraph and pardon me if i fuck it all up um, that's fine. <laughs> the only way to know for sure if donald john trump is a confidential informant is if he admits it himself unlikely or if law enforcement comes forward illegal but the circumstantial evidence is compelling the pattern is one trump deals with mobsters as usual two Law enforcement begins investigating Trump. Three mobsters suddenly to get busted, while four investigation into Trump is scuttled. So you said this happened three times, uh, and you're, you said I'm not counting the first known instance of Trump providing information to prosecutors, prosecutors concerning uh, Cody and Concrete in the late 70s, which uh, I don't have in front. I don't have the whole article. I just have that bl- that blurb. But I just kind of want to go over that because. Um, and I just want you to go on about this because, first of all, this is the first time I've been hearing it. And I know that you worked with Lincoln. Is it Lincoln's Bible? Lincoln's Bible. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. to get this information out there. So just tell us more stuff because that's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing you have to understand that, that that's part of a series that I do. There's three articles on my site, on my Prevail site, which you can find just gregoliar.com or just if you type in Tinker Taylor Mobster Trump, mm-hmm. which by the way, that's a great title, right? It's it totally great. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there's three articles. There's that one. There's one from, oh, I forget 
that, that details kind of how he goes from being part of the Italian mob to being owned by Russians. And then there is an interview that I do with Lincoln's Bible where she talks about why this has been kept secret and why it shouldn't be. So um, Trump's dad, Fred, was basically a front man for, um, I always get the damn mob family names mixed up. I think they were Genovese. And, you know, a front man is somebody that uh, is, a, is a facility for which they, they can launder their money. Mm-hmm. So I know that that term money laundering is just, you know, it's kind of, I actually even think of it in the real way. Like I imagine dollars in a dryer or yeah. something spinning around and stuff like that. But all it means is that people have this pile of money that they basically are either, they either got it illegally or they're ashamed of how they got it. And they want to make it seem like they got it in a legitimate way. Yeah. So they use companies to launder the money, which which is, you know, hey, no, I, I didn't get this by running narcotics. I got this because I deal in concrete or I'm a sanitation company mm-hmm. or I'm a uh, I run a series of strip clubs and we make so much money in cash. And that's you know, there, there's different right. ways that it's done. So Fred Trump, you know, worked with the criminal forces there. Uh, in the city, which you had to do at the time if you're going to be doing real estate development. And so Trump was born into this. He was born mm-hmm. into th- this thing, as Rudy Giuliani was, by the way. Hmm. Uh, they were born into families that were associated with uh, organized crime. So Trump grows up, and that's basically what he knows. When he tries to build, not in Queens, which is where he's from and where Fred built, once he moves into Manhattan, he has to deal with uh, the other families there. Um, and the guy in charge is uh, Sammy Gravano, Sammy the Bull. There, there's there's video of Sammy the Bull bragging that, you know, oh, Trump, yeah, I call him up and I say this, da-da-da-da. And, um, you know, he's working with these people to get his his stuff in there because maybe there's um, – if, if stuff isn't paid to the, the mob properly, maybe there's a union problem. Maybe the workers go on strike. Maybe they can't get the steel they need for the reinforced concrete. Maybe they can't get the concrete – whatever. There's lots of things that the mob can do to make it either easier or more difficult for you to build your damn building, right? So Trump had to work with all these people, which he did for years. Mm -hmm. And whenever he found himself kind of getting in trouble, and the article goes into this in detail, I wrote it a while ago, so I don't have the the, the dates and the exact names at at my fingertips of my brain, Um, but you can go in and read it. Just as it looks like he's going to get pinched by doing something, Suddenly, the feds come in and arrest, like, for example, San Gravano. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another situation in Atlantic City that happened where he was trying to build a casino there, and members of the Philly mob got, got busted up. Mm-hmm. The Philly mob, by the way, the guy, what's his name, Scarfo, Nicodema Scarfo, um, one of his attorneys was Don McGann's uncle, Patrick McGann, wow. right? And one of his hitmen was the grandfather of Kellyanne Conway. So this oh is a small God. world, and there's lots and lots of connections to, which doesn't mean that, that right. Don McGann or Kellyanne Conway have anything to do right. with anything. I don't like that idea either. But um, but still, mm-hmm. um, so this is a pattern that Trump has. Everyone's like, why doesn't he get caught? That's why. You know, that would explain why he doesn't get caught, because he gives information over to the feds. And in exchange for giving the information and for cooperating, he walks away. And that's what he does. He's a he's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. And um you know, on both on both sides of the thing. So now Felix Sater used to do this too. His mm-hmm. his uh, associate Felix Sater also was a big time confidential informant, and he's bragged about it. And it's been it's been known. He 
was one of the people that helped them find Osama bin Laden somehow. Um, and he did other things too, but like, so it's in this, it's not like it's some weird unheard of thing for these people to be informants. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and you know, that's what happens. So Trump is involved with those mobsters. He, he's running out of money, hemorrhaging funds. Then he starts selling, um, in the mid eighties, I think 84, 85 to David Bogotan, who becomes the first person to buy all these condos in Trump Tower using like shell corporations. Trump Organization is one of the two companies in New York City that would accept money from shell corporations, not individuals or whatever, um, and, and sell condos there. So that, that you know, real estate is a money laundering. Mm -hmm. So wow. Trump Tower, if you look at the Russians that have owned in Trump Tower, it's kind of astonishing. Hmm. I mean, that guy that, that they pardoned him, what's his name? Heli. Um, was running the gambling ring there, like had a whole floor in Trump Tower. There was a big um, poker thing. That Molly's Game movie is about this. That's in Trump Tower. Wow. When they found Ivankov, the, the huge Russian uh, mafia guy who was sent here to basically shore up and, and fill the vacuum after the five families got taken down in the commission trials, um, you know, Giuliani was sort of presided over that, didn't touch the Gambino family, got rid of the other four, paving the way for the Russians to come in. Ivankov was Mogilevich's, one of his right-hand men. Where did they find him? That The feds couldn't find him for two years. Where was he living? Trump Tower. Jesus. Where was he gambling? Trump's casino. So he has all these ties with these guys. And once you're in that world, you mm -hmm. know, you've seen mob movies. You know yes. this. Once you're in, you're in. You're they in. own you forever. You yeah. can't get out. So, you know, even when you're the president of the United States, doesn't make any difference. They're not afraid of you. They have stuff on him that can destroy him. He knows it. And that's why one of the reasons why he acts the way that he does. Mm -hmm. So what's going to be interesting in the time coming up is what happens with Giuliani and Trump, because they both have so much dirt on each other. It's going to be fascinating wow. to see again, going back to our breaking bad thing. Yeah. Here's the two ships colliding. My money's on the good ship, Rudy, but I don't know. You know we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, I know um, that would make sense. Yeah. So, and just to, just to, just to finish off, Trump as confidential informant is not something that we're allowed to know about. Right. He's not going to say it. The feds aren't allowed to say it. We can just look at the circumstantial evidence around it and say, why the fuck was he not charged with this? Why the fuck was he not charged with that? And then you say, oh, well, if he gave evidence, then that would explain it. Right. So and what he's doing is terrible, but he's not running narcotics and killing people yes. like, you know, the real mob. He's doing, you know, money laundering things. Uh, so it's. Did you watch The Wire? I'm, I'm making no, a lot I didn't. of pop cultural references. I didn't. Oh, that's a great show. You should, I know. You should I, actually I keep hearing. Stop I keep... listening to this right now. And watch <laughs> um, so, one of the things in The Wire is they're trying to. It's set in Baltimore, and they're trying to, um, you know, bring down this this huge drug network. And they wind up where they can. Um, they have a case about this guy that they call the Greek. That's his name. They call him the Greek. He's just a just an old man in a fedora that hangs out at a diner. But he's he's the kind of the, the leader of this whole thing. And the cops can't get at him because the government won't let them because the guy is the CIA. Hmm. Oh. And everyone's pissed off. And it's just, but that's what happens. You know, that's what happens. And these criminals, they game the system. They game the system. And what happens when we let these assholes off? They become president sometimes. Wow. So then I noticed when you were writing the, which I highly, highly recommend everybody read this Tinker Taylor mobster Trump. It's really good. Um, you talked about David McCabe making some kind of statement that 
suggested that he knew Trump was a CI. Um, I think you mentioned somebody else. So what does that mean? Like, I Comey. mean, I'm, huh? Comey said it Comey. about Sammy Gravano. Comey said that Trump reminded him of Sammy Gravano, which oh, is a okay. weird reference. Hmm. It's a little obscure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's there's hints. You know, they wink at it, but they can't say. Gotcha. But I mean, how does that happen that you could have somebody who's like a legit money launderer and the government knows about it and the CIA knows about it or whatever, the FBI, and then um, he can go on to win the presidency? And I know that they can't say anything, but I mean, shouldn't there be some kind of, uh, I don't know, like exception? (laughs) Well, that's what Lincoln's Bible argues uh, passionately in in the interview that, that I did with her is that, guys, if the point of your job is to protect us yeah. and, do, and do national security, letting the asset of a hostile foreign government yeah. into the White House is that is probably the time. You know, this wow. is break glass. This is the break glass moment here. So, you know, what are you doing? Open, speak, let us know what's happening. Wow. And because if we, in the absence of communication from the good guys, the bad guys control the narrative. That right. was the pro- that was the main problem that Mueller made. Yeah, he was so quiet and everything was so sealed off that, you know, other people were allowed to just d- control the narrative. Mm-hmm. We had to kind of guess and hint at it. And Michael Avenatti was there for a while, yeah. talking seemingly on his behalf. It was a situation where we really needed to have more updates, and we didn't. And I don't think he really understood the political importance of that. You know, to, to, to we have to win hearts and minds. Right. You know, wow. who cares? OK, Trump colluded with Russia. Who cares? Part of the job of this stuff is to make people understand why that's a big deal, mm-hmm. why it's never happens, why it shouldn't happen and why it, it, it when we say national security, what we really mean is we're all in danger. man. Yeah. They can fuck with us because uh-huh. of this. They're gonna, it's going to cost us money and, you know, our lives in some cases mm-hmm. with this COVID stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, my God. So um, what was the last question I just had for you? My mind is blanking. Uh, oh, I know. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, have you been noticing people, let's just say on Twitter, saying that they don't want to talk about Trump anymore, they don't want to hear about Trump anymore, and if we ignore him, he'll go away? And I'm asking this because I don't agree with that. I think that, and my boyfriend is on a real tear about this because he keeps he keeps hearing from, uh, you know, the... I don't know, the, the people on Twitter that, oh, if we just ignore Trump, he'll go away. And my feeling about that is like, absolutely not. We They tried ignoring Hitler and he didn't go away. You you don't get cancer and just go, oh, if I don't think about it, <laughs> you know, and I'm just, I'm wondering what, if you've heard that. And I think I know what your thoughts are, but what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's like in a cartoon where like, you know, Yosemite Sam or somebody walks past the edge of the cliff but doesn't look down so he's okay <laughs> as soon as he looks down he falls yes. like it's that kind right, of natural right, right, right. I, I think it's I, I understand I mean I think it's one of these things where, where it's it's almost a semantic distinction mm-hmm. like what people don't want is for us to um, amplify whatever his messaging is right. so if he like he has this idiot blog or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck he's doing he's <laughs> like on someone's like he's on live journal great um we don't want necessarily to see that shit because it disseminates it yes. on Twitter. And if he's not on Twitter, he relies on all of mm-hmm. us to, you know, to send the messaging out. On the other hand, we do need to know what he's up to. We mm-hmm. can't not know what he's up to. We need eyeballs on him. We need to figure out what's happening. So, um, 
I'm just I'm not going to amplify stuff he's saying necessarily, but I'm not certainly not going to not talk about him because it's important. Yeah. You know, he, he's a threat. He's he's arguably the greatest threat to democracy right now in <laughs> yeah. the country anyway. Totally agree. So yeah. how are we not going to you know focus on that? I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm feeling. Uh, I think though we can amplify what he says as long as we're we're picking it apart, being critical of it, or you know showing that it's a lie. But just you know, when you see major news sources just saying Trump said this, and then they have nothing to say about it, then it's just, really yeah. Don't uh, even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, the, the, the media companies have just shat the bed in such a spectacular way. It, it, it it's. You know, between them shitting on the bed, yeah. and Trump's prostitutes pissing on the bed, <laughs> it's just a big dead toilet at this it's point. It's awful, <laughs> and I, I don't understand it. Um, the media oh, well. is doing a terrible job covering Biden, in my opinion. Yes, um, totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's not exciting, and and he's not trying to tear down the country, so they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> it's just, it's right. really sad. Yeah. It's really sad that yeah. they can't figure that out because I think it's not very difficult. But now I know you got to go. But I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for saying yes to this. Uh, I, I love talking to you. Always, always, always. And, I, and everybody on my podcast loves listening to you. So thank you for being on the show. And um, just want to say, is there anything you want to add? Um, no. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I, the time always goes by. And I'm always I know. Like, Did I just talk for like 15 minutes? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, thank you for having me. And I, I hope I, I wish good health to the members of your family. Oh, I hope everybody you. heals up and, and uh I hope you're having good weather and that uh, we can enjoy the benefits of, um, you know, not having to wear these damn masks outside all the time. Just no time shit. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's awesome. And what, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is my name, which is Greg Oliar, G-R-E-G-O-L-E-A-R. You can also go to gregoliar.com. That's where my Substack lives. And I also have a podcast, which is called Prevail with Greg Oliar. And uh, that comes out every Friday. So awesome. Well, so, you know, all your links are always in my Patreon description of every show we do. So you can check them out there. You can also find me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. All my books are on Amazon. Same name. So once again, Greg, thank you. You have a nice day. And I hope the weather's great where you are, too. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) All right. You take take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.